0: you have arrived you have now entered the kush life welcome to the kush life podcast where we explore the oklahoma medical marijuana community from growers to dispensary owners it's the kush life for us
1: Welcome to the Cush Life Podcast. Hi, my name is Marshall Hill, and we're journeying through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Today, we're in the back of the Cush Dispensary. Katie, Chris, thanks so much for having us. we got a fun couple of guests. We're going to dive into their story and dive into some good stuff, but let's check in real quick and see how the dispensary's been this week.
0: Yeah. Hey, Um, the dispensary's been good this week. We all thawed out in Tulsa. We got the sun shining. I know, isn't it great? Yes. We all feel like new people. Everyone's out and about. Um, the dispensary's been good. We've got lots of new products in. What'd you get? Uh, we have new carts we ha- from Boys from Oklahoma. We have new pre-rolls. We have car- rosin carts from um, Green Country Research as well that are really nice. Always yum cookies. Um, new stash order it's just it's a good a reload week.
1: yeah reload yeah reload week everybody came in from the uh snow yes. and wiped you out all
0: the processors came out on monday
1: <laughs> awesome glad to hear that you're restocked back in all right so who do we have as guests today
0: we have TriTech. Woo. yeah hello, hello
2: my name is mike huff from tri-tech i'm one of the many owners i'm the head grower at the facility uh we're just happy to be here thanks for inviting us guys
1: Absolutely. All right, Mike, and who's your other friend?
2: This is Carlos Turner from Exclusive Exchange. Yo, yo.
1: What up, Carlos?
2: How you guys doing today?
1: Good, good. Doing good. All right, so uh, we'd like to know early on, right, right into it, Chris, this is one of our fun questions to ask.
3: Let's go with Mike first. Already. When was your first time to smoke? How old were you? What would you smoke out of? Tell us everything.
2: Oh, man, I think I was about 12 years old. Went to some random guy's house down the street to pick up $10 worth. At the time, I think we just called it Red Bud. I had no idea what weed was. And then we went to my backyard with this crappy metal pipe that was completely resonated from my buddy that smoked all the time. And, it, yeah, it just made me cough. It was disgusting. Pretty much put me off marijuana for about a good five years. It was so bad. Yeah. What was uh, bad? story. What was bad? Oh, it tastes like ass. It tasted like terrible. Tasted brick weed. Yeah, it was definitely brickweed, and it tasted disgusting inside the metal pipe that was super resonated. I'm not even sure if I was smoking the red weed or just the the resin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, you remember anything about the high?
2: I don't even think I got high. I think you I know. took about one or two hits, and I was just disgusted.
0: Just said no oh, more. Yeah.
1: yeah. No more. So yeah. what made you get back in?
2: Uh, phew, man, I think it would have to be probably peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, I moved states, and uh, I didn't know anybody, and they were just like, "Man, I hit it." I'm like. Well, I don't want to be friendless, so sure. And that's literally how it started.
1: Right. Yeah, like it. Like it. Carlos. Can't be friendless. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be friendless. Carlos, what about you, man?
4: Yeah, I would say about 13 years old. I was at my friend's house. He stole his brother's weed, his brother's pipe. We smashed out the front door, down the street, smoking out the pipe. I was like, man, I'm not sure if I'm getting high. And I was like, look at my eyes, man. Am I, am I eyes getting red? And he was like, no, man, you're good. We get back to the house. We're sitting on the couch. His mom walks in immediately looks at us and goes, why are your eyes so red? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my first time getting that, high. Is that what you called the creeper? Yeah, some creeper weed, some creeper Reggie Bush weed.
1: We God you did it.
4: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't really know what being high is supposed to feel like. Really? So, you know, I'm like. I mean, I was a goofy kid running around doing shit. So I was like, I don't know. It's going to keep doing me, I guess. <laughs> that
2: still sounds like him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: I never stopped smoking ever since then. You just kept going, huh? I just kept going, yeah. Smoking forever at this point.
1: All right. All right. We, we want to know about you, though. You know, where are you from? Where you grew up? Give us, you know, a background story about who you guys are.
2: All right. Um, I grew up in California until I was about 15 years old. Then I moved out to Colorado and then. Uh, finally moved out here to Oklahoma. Where in uh, California did you grow up? Modesto, California. We call it the Valley. It uh it's probably like an hour away from the Bay Area. N- definitely not as popular. Uh mostly known for meth out in Modesto, not for marijuana. You're talking about San Fernando Valley. Yeah, it's kinda close to that. I mean that's more that's more south. Okay. I spent some time in uh Tarzana. Tarzana. Yep, I've never even valley. heard of Tarzana. Honestly, we grew up. Uh, really poor so all i knew was pretty much modesto and about 30 minutes past that the ocean and then all that that people talk about when they speak about california i mean i i didn't i think seen it about once in my whole life so it was uh it was a different california experience than most people anticipated right still loved it in its own way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and then colorado
2: so we were so poor that I had to move out to Colorado because we didn't have nowhere to live, and my sister was military. Yeah. So like and the cost she, of living. Yeah, well, it was more like someone's actually making money, oh, and my okay. sister was like, sure, I guess I can't let my little brother be homeless. And I was like, awesome. And I was pretty happy about that. Mm, absolutely. So Thank you, sis. <laughs> yeah. It's a uh, shout-out to Sarah, the true one. She's the real one. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I stayed out there and... Ironically, I had to go back to California to learn how to grow. I had a guy out there who he owned two dispensaries in San Jose, ran a string of grow warehouses, and you know, me not really knowing too much. It looked pretty goofy, but luckily I knew him for about a good, I don't know, 8 years of my life prior before he was actually really big in the game. So he just knew me and he needed people to help him. So He went ahead and brought me on, and I was just absolutely clueless. I went into a trim room the very first time, and it was probably like 14 big growers, and they're all just helping this guy harvest, and they're like, what are you even doing here? You don't even know how to trim, and I was like, no. What are you doing? I was like, well, you know, nickel and dime some bags here and there, and they're like, you know how many of our friends have been trying to get in this this grow room to help trim to be in this circle? And I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) So I got stink faces pretty much for the next like eight hours. But then I had to prove my words, so I think I, back then, trimming was completely different. We ended up having to stay at this guy's house, middle of fucking nowhere, and trim his weed for about two weeks. We started out with 14 people. By the end of it, we were down to about three guys trimming 100-pound harvests, and we were at the point where we just trimmed with the green light, which is extremely hard if no one's ever tried that. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't. It's really, really hard. So yeah, um, I learned out in California for about a year and then I was able to come back to Colorado. Those guys made a lot of money, but that was not reciprocated to the smaller guys. So we made McDonald's money for growing a whole lot of products. They had no problem with that, of course, definitely in their benefits. Uh, in Colorado, I knew a recipe. I knew the concept of how to grow really good weed, but I had no idea how to explain it, and I had no idea how to adjust when things went wrong. why I was able to kind of hone my craft And, you know, I went through everything that everybody else should probably go through if they really want to grow commercially. Uh, Spider mites, thrips, um, aphids, nutrients. I mean, there's so many factors that go into this. And I really, I'm I'm a big guy on, you know, keep it as simple as possible. And, you know, it is weed. It is just a normal plant. You do got to be a little bit more cautious and tedious about it. But at the end of the day... um, genetics is what i preach the most if you're not so great grower or just getting in the game i definitely suggest you get the best genetics you possibly can and you'll be just fine it's going to grow something decent for you even if you're a bad grower yeah i
4: agree with that that. i got some clones from him growing on my house i have no clue what i'm doing came out looking decent i would definitely suggest
2: like Just start with Purple Punch. I know everybody talks (laughs) about it. Purple Punch is the
4: best one. It looks good, too. You got to go with
2: the classics. Purple Punch, uh, Blue Dreams, those things are real popular for a reason. A lot of people like to hate on those, but they were so popular they got played out. There's not too many strains that can actually happen to. Uh, OGs are still super-duper popular, but only because they're crossed so much. And Purple Punch, when it's crossed, people love those crosses. Mm -hmm. But you say Purple Punch, and it's like they just instantly throw it on the bus. I have no idea why. No idea it's
3: just got a, a name it has a name it's had a name for a long time i yep. think people are just tired of it i mean it was you're on the streets right. for forever right probably yeah. right. You know? and like he said blue dream as well absolutely oh, i think that was probably the first like one of the first ones northern lights and blue dream were one of the first the green crack you know gg4 yeah,
4: those are super i mean everywhere at the time right if you're looking for some kb back in the day right one of the ones you're gonna get Mm-hmm.
3: Carlos. $100 a quarter.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, sometimes freaking 120 <laughs> Carlos, wow. what's
3: your story? Where did you grow up?
4: I, mean, I grew up here in Tulsa. Had a boy. Yep, um, pretty much my whole entire <laughs> life. Uh, we moved out to Owasso a little bit later. Where did you go to school? Everywhere in Tulsa. Shoot, I can't even remember every school I went to. I think before I left Tulsa, it was in Lewis and Clark, I think seventh grade. Then I moved out to Owasso. I did not even a full year of eighth grade. Left that. And then started to become my own person, just get out into the workforce and, you know, try to be my own entrepreneur and try to make stuff out of life. Not a really proponent of school. It
3: was a it. Uh, shoe shop, wasn't
4: it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Started a shoe shop back in the day. was really big into sneakers. Still am. Just not quite as big into them. It's another world with that. Oh, it's a whole other world. Yeah, it's taken off on another level. I dip in every
2: once in a while. I'm like, oh, my. I don't know. I see him with new shoes every single day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a, yeah. I imagine yeah. once you're a sneaker guy, you you, you might be less. You're yeah. still always going to be a sneaker guy. still got to get
4: one at least once a month.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, at least once a
4: month, huh? Oh, yeah. I got more shoes than my girl, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet.
1: I bet. All right. So what, what got you guys into what you're doing now?
2: What do you mean? As in far as growing? Yeah. Uh,
1: Wrong question. <laughs> I, I guess it
2: was just at first it was just money it was a good opportunity for me in california i had nothing else i really wasn't even into marijuana ironically um didn't really care for it too much but once i learned how to grow it i don't know it it ignited some passion so once i got out of underneath those big growers that they didn't want to show me anything so unless you were just learning from looking it just wasn't going to happen for you and that's what they expected from you which is fine But one year of training with the marijuana growing is nowhere near enough. So once I got out to Colorado, I started in a closet, in my dad's closet. He actually paid the bills for me to just even get this grow. And he was super paranoid. He was just like, oh, man, they're going to come in and bust us anytime. And my dad's like, 12 plants. We're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. You got your red card. We'll be all right. Uh, But I think for the next year, I used to go watch my – um nieces and nephew at my sister's house and i would just stay on the computer terrible uncle just stay on the computer the whole time and i just googled it literally eight hours a day and i'm talking like forums icy mag roll it up all that i was just on it eight hours and i was just fascinated by everything i read i knew information about marijuana i just i have no need for it it's just in there i mean i was even googling the prices of products that i wanted to buy one day and I had no intent on buying those because I was nowhere near the Yeah, room.
1: you were straight dreaming. I think anybody that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, wanting to start a business.
4: Screen you, there's shopping. A, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: there's a, there's a moment of, you know, envisioning, of creating, of thinking through stuff. and that, So that's cool. So w- when did you come here?
2: I came here about a year and a half ago. And we had good things going out in Colorado. And one day, you know, I said, You know This Colorado market is just absolutely crazy out here. Uh, There's a lot of competition. You're not going to be able to get a legal grow in Colorado unless you have a million dollars. We went and talked to the lawyer. They pretty much looked at us pretty goofy with $200,000. They were like, you can try, and maybe you make it, but you're never going to be a a factor. Um, So when I heard about Oklahoma, we actually got an opportunity to come out here and grow for a company. And I came out here a year prior than when I actually got out here. Um, I went and did the interview for her. She said I was too expensive and I think she was right. Cause now if I would have told that if somebody would have came to me and told me that I'm out, I'd have been like, you better be worth the money. <laughs> I think in this aspect, I really was worth the money because now her grow's is failing and we have two very successful grows. Um, I think coming out here is probably one of the best things that's happened. And I really do like Oklahoma. I think the perception of Oklahoma is quite different than right. Tulsa, and Oklahoma the presum- City.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. there, ain't there ain't nothing out there.
2: In. Ain't nothing out in Oklahoma. It's a terrible place, just full of drugs, cowboys. There's nothing out there. Just and then I just Oklahoma. I just learned this phrase, but apparently it was full of bubbas. I didn't know that phrase, so I got out okay. here. <laughs> okay. Now everybody calls me Bubba. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it. Must be that flannel shirt. <laughs> it, it must be. I know.
1: Yeah, all right, new nickname, Bubba. Cool. Yeah. Bubba Mike. Yeah, that's Bubba what you call me. Yeah.
2: yeah, we might name that the next strain. Who knows? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> All right, so you got a grow going now. Yes. Uh, two grows, you said.
2: Yes. Uh, what's the names of them? Trike Tech LLC and Greener Side LLC. And we're actually working on a third, which I just got off the phone with one of my partners. That one's going to be called True Harvest LLC. All right. Uh, what's
1: been your favorite thing to grow so far?
2: As far as strain... Uh, let me think for one second.
3: I bet it starts with a D. <sighs>
2: <sighs> mm. Ironically, not, but I did love Pheno Hunt in that one. The Doja Cookies, I absolutely love Pheno Hunt in it. it. was great. It was a pretty big Pheno Hunt, and it, was I, it, it took me over a year to actually decide on that one. The Sugar Black Rose, absolutely love that, but I really like the Pheno Hunt. It's just interesting, it's fun, it's just intriguing, and they all come out so different. And then of course, you got to smoke like 30 flavors which is like the real challenge because <laughs> I don't smoke too, too much. So smoking 30 different of the same exact strain is pretty hard. I'd say my favorite strain to grow in general, though, man, I'm going to have to say OG Blue 18, though. It's just that one grows so perfectly. I mean, it it's crossed with Blue Dream, and it literally has all the qualities of that with the better smell, in my opinion, and the look is very, very close. But the OG Blue 18 is actually much more dense and grows mm-hmm. really huge. I mean, Blue Dream had that same... Um, that same trait, but I'm just always amazed by it.
3: So is that an OG Kush across the blue dream, or what's the... It's uh,
2: OG, you know, I got it from a guy, and I don't even know where he got it. My best, I called him and asked him, I don't even know if he knows, but it's OG number 18 times a blue dream. Okay. Both of those you can look up on the internet. That's the best bet I got. I don't know where he got it from, but, you know, coming from other markets, that's just kind of how it is when you get strains. Now we're more, and... This market, I mean, everything we're trying to get is we're trying to get it straight from reputable breeders, and we're trying to phenol hunt ourselves so people actually have that lineage to look at.
3: Gotcha. Um, but we are talking about sugar black rose today, and this is on the air. Are you going to give me some cuts of sugar
0: black
4: rose?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yay. <laughs> All
1: right, so what's so amazing about sugar black rose?
4: The smell.
0: The smell. It. I mean, you open the jar, you open the bag, it doesn't matter who it is, everybody wants some. It's so good. And then you smoke it, and it tastes just as good when you're smoking it as it smells. Absolutely. And then it has a nice high on it, too. Really nice. So it just, yeah, it, it's not as frosty and dense as some of other the other tritech strains. So... It might not have that pretty p- appeal, but everything else, it hits on. Oh. Everything else.
4: When I first met him, he showed me that stuff, and I was like, w- what is this again? And s- kept smelling the bag, took some to my girlfriend. She was like, well, who's this guy growing this stuff? Like, what kind of weed is this? Then he showed me OG Blue. My girlfriend so absolutely good. loves it. It's pretty much the only thing she smokes. And he kept talking up this Doja Cookies, Doja Cookies. And I was like, all right, he's a- can't wait to show you the Doja Cookies. Pulled out the dough cookies on me, and I was like, get out of town. <laughs> but, yeah, the sugar black roast, still one of my hands-down favorite strains. I love showing it to people. I can't wait to show it to people just so I can see their eyes when they smell that. And just mm-hmm. know for a fact, I've never smelled anything like this in my life.
0: What does it smell like? It's sweet. It's... Um, citrusy it's flowery
4: yeah it's got everything it's really. definitely a floral. nice dank pungent smell you know what i mean it's gonna be like super dank and strong properly named
2: yeah yeah. Probably except named.
0: i want it to be black sugar
2: rose <laughs> <laughs> we're working with the breeder on that
1: <laughs> okay all right so it is dank and it's flowery and sweet and sugary
2: absolutely yeah. tastes yeah. fantastic it's the smell is so strong; it's almost unbelievable for a lot of people. Yeah, it's so well strong that some people actually don't like it because it's just too strong. I've actually heard this. Really? Absolutely. We
0: never hear that in the yeah. store.
2: <laughs>
4: I can see. True. I was in the room and it was like twenty pounds of it. I opened it up. It was so dank and so strong, like I could. It was really, really hard to like take that all in. Like my stomach kind of started turning. I was like, "This stuff is pungent." You know what I mean? You gotta take it in whiffs. <laughs>
2: I can
1: see. so why did you grow it
2: i got the strain from one of my friends and he talked it up a whole lot um and that's the reason i grew it and it was fantastic yeah fair enough uh, i grew one plant and just kept growing it
1: and then what is uh what's your you're going into the the market for patients with this uh flower for what purpose like what what overall is it designed to do for us
2: Let me think. I don't know the specific terpenes on it and what those terpenes... Oh, we'll get there. You want
1: to go to the terpenes? All right, let's go to the terpenes. Let's ask
2: the bud tender. That's what I feel like. They definitely know more (laughs) on that than I do.
3: Let's jump into terpene talks with Katie.
0: Okay, so it's terpene time. Um, Sugar Black Rose, the top three terpenes are going to be limonene, carefully, and linalool. Limonene is at 3.1% and that is a citrusy pungent like it's going to have a really strong citrusy smell which is helping bring that um strong su- sweet smell to that we're all smelling and then also that um is going to be really good cleansing uplifting a good happy high which is helping um bring just that euphoric feeling that everyone likes and that's why whenever they're smoking it they enjoy the high because it has really all three of those are good uplifting highs all right
2: cool and ironically if you go on like google and google it, it says it's like 80 percent indica I mean, it's definitely a strong sativa. It's It's got to be yeah. at least a 60%, 70% sativa. Yeah. OG this, Blue 18 is kind of the same way.
0: This strain and this testing, Myrcene will be the fourth, so it will level out that sativa feeling where people um, sometimes worry about a paranoia feeling, but it doesn't have pinene in those top terpenes, so it really just has a really nice uplifting high, but then with the Myrcene, it does even that out, so... It's it's just a really nice high for most people, I M- feel
1: like. And then I think carefully is also kind of one that mellows us out if we're strong and that sativa, you know. Yeah, just
0: hip. a good euphoric feeling instead of a, a more energizing, could be jittery feeling.
4: Yeah. It's really and nice. I can say that. Yeah, I smoked a lot of that stuff. When you first dropped that I smoked so much. I was hooked on it.
1: All right, so what did you do? Right? So you smoked it, and then any activities that you remember that you think um, that, uh, would be good for?
4: Did a lot of jiu on some Sugar Black Rose. Oh, I'll really? Just say, okay. Yeah, I did a lot of jujitsu on Sugar Black Rose. I come in, and I just feel great. I can say some of my best roles were when I was on Sugar Black Rose. <laughs> yes.
1: Where do you take local?
4: Uh, my jiu-jitsu class? I go to clinch martial arts in Owasso. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Coach Dara, shout out. Do you know Kobe? Sam's? Kobe Sands. Yep he he goes there. I can't say I do. I don't remember names like my coach. He remembers everybody's names. I'm not like bald
3: head beard.
4: Oh yeah, I do know Kobe. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: We were uh, we're best friends. Oh, were? Yeah, he was uh, at my wedding best man in my wedding. So next time you see him up there, say Chris Anderson.
4: Okay, that's what's up. Okay, nice.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm looking forward to trying out your flower. Uh, so are we ready to go have a little smoke?
2: Yep.
3: Yes.
1: All right. Let's go try this out. Looking forward to it. We'll be back.
0: Hey, guys. This is Katie at Kush. I just wanted to give you guys a friendly reminder. We do happy hour every morning from 10 to noon. It's every day, 20% off, everything in store except for the daily deal. That's right, 20% off. You can get concentrates, edibles, pre-rolls, flour, all at twenty percent off every morning, ten to noon. Come and see us.
1: All right. How's everybody feeling?
0: Feeling pretty good. Uh, we should be right.
2: <laughs> yeah. We definitely should be. Kind okay, of nice, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So in the head, right? Definitely in the head. Definitely in the head. But also in the body too.
1: How do you I feel it in the body? I'm.
0: I feel it straight in the head, right
1: in the forehead.
4: Really, I'm about to say I kind of have a little bit more of a body. Highway, Sugar, Black Rose. Again, when I would take it to go roll, like just the nice relaxation I would have throughout my whole entire body that just made me flow.
1: Maybe it'll come later. Maybe yeah.
4: I think again, terpenes hit people all differently. We're all different people. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, n- nobody's the exact same. All weed is going to hit somebody else completely different, no matter who you are, no matter what testing is. You Man. know, you have to try at least something one time.
3: Let's talk a little bit about the testing and Terps, THC percentages. Uh, what are you feeling?
4: It's not regulated enough. I just There's nobody going around, I feel like, making sure all these regulations. You know, every testing facility, like some people are giving crazy high tests, and I notice it's always with a certain test facility. I'm like, okay. So I just go to them, and then suddenly my tests are high, but these people are suddenly testing the exact same product, and it'll be lower. Or I'll have the same people retest my same product, and it'll be higher. you are like, what are we doing here? Oh, you're not using the same equipment these people are using. It's a, you know,
1: so I hear that quite a bit. And I think you guys were talking about earlier from a dispensary aspect. What what is it about the, the testing and all the the wrong numbers? What is it is such a headache for you. And then I want to, I want to take that over to the, the growers too.
0: Well, I think the headache on the dispensary side is that we're trying to push medicine and push facts but when we don't fully test the or trust the test labs, it's hard to push those facts or as facts because we don't really fully believe it. And then also, the patients expect higher numbers than are probably realistic in the market, and that's a... A challenge too because there's really good flour out there that's not testing high in THC but dispensaries don't want to buy it because patients don't want to buy it.
2: Sugar Black Rose.
0: It, Sugar Black Rose tests Perfect way example. better than the I'm talking about. I
2: think it's a We're decent test.
4: We're at 20% tester. THC.
0: Which is plenty high that's for
4: plenty. patients Absolutely plenty.
2: I think the lowest you've had it was like 18. That's, no, the that's lowest I had it was like 13%. It was wh- insane. But you had we that like, one retested. I did, and it came back like 10% but, higher. But if I would have sold it at 13%, I mean. People would not have bought it. The dispensaries would have like laughed at me, which actually is recently we had a strain test at 13%. Phenomenal product. They were right. like. I can I can do fifteen percent, but I can't do thirteen. I I literally said yes to it until I seen the test. I cannot do it at thirteen. It's gonna make us look bad, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. It is. That's crazy. But that's it's... good medicine. All right. So
1: from you, the grower, what why why does it create such a such a hard time for you?
2: Well, at the end of the day, <clears throat> all of medical marijuana is a business, and everybody has to understand that <clears throat> it's just simple. Dispensaries sell more weed if the numbers test higher, and dispensaries or growers just like dispensaries is the same way the higher those numbers are the easier for us to sell our products Uh, it doesn't accurately depict the actual product nor does it even speak to its medical properties of the strain and if we're talking about medical marijuana that's what we should be talking about we should not be talking about what gets you the absolute highest and i get there's a whole market for that but there has to be a better way and i'm not even sure how we can get to that point I just know that it needs to be a better way to judge marijuana than just THC, the Terps and the CBD. Cause it's really, you're taking all those and making a whole brand new uh, drug, which is per strain. Every strain is pretty much a different drug. I don't know how we can go about that, but that's my feelings on the topic that there may be even a grading system. I don't know. There needs to be some mad scientist that comes up with something ingenious.
3: The way I test it, I smell it. Um, I go off smells and looks. That's Absolutely. how I do it. Uh, I don't care about the testing because, like like everyone's talking about, it's it's not up to par how it should be right now. It's not regulated properly. But if it looks good, smells good, I'm hoping it's going to taste as good as well. But not every time does it taste as good. But, yeah, I just – how do you go off of it, Katie?
0: Well, always – smell and look are first for me testing is third because i'm in business and i have to stay legal and i have to sell it to patients and i want to make sure that it's a good quality product i'm hoping that that's what we're doing through the labs but i understand because i've seen it that it doesn't always come through on the labs but that being said it is my third third criteria Fourth is smoking it and seeing how i feel
1: so so do we know why because it's a, it's a regular problem right ever since we've been i've i've known you guys to talk about it i've heard other people talk about it so what do we know what the problem is
4: at the labs i would say that you know like oma they're not going in there regulating these places making sure everything's clean the making sure lack of experience lack of experience you know yeah it's i get it it's fairly new you know and the public doesn't know about these problems that are happening in this so but it's really not getting any have. better well, until I, we start making it into problem, start speaking out about it, you know what I mean, getting growers to you know have a problem with these testing facilities, and like
3: there are
0: labs that have been shut down, so therefore it's not ignored, and it is getting better little by little, just but and we're only two years in, so hmm. it's I mean we're doing a lot in a short amount of time, but it is not getting ignored by any means
2: absolutely, I feel like. And the next two or three years will be a lot more regulated. With Metric about to hit uh, in April, I think OMA and Metric will be able to, I guess what I'm trying to say is OMA's going to pass on that torch of, you know, um, the monthly reporting and all that on to Metric. They can worry about it. They're going to have less stress on their part. And hopefully they go after the testing more to try to regulate that. But, you know, it's, they might go after the dispensaries or growers more. We just don't really know. And I don't think they actually have enough manpower to even do it. Nor do I actually even think they care to do it quite yet. Because it's if they over-regulated, it would kill the industry. So to have that little leniency, that little leadway, is kind of crucial for a lot of companies to even get started. That's kind of how I feel about that.
0: And that's how Oklahoma has done the whole thing, which is nice for all of us, but so, also frustrating.
2: So I think... And don't quote me on it, because I can't remember. But I remember doing the research one day. I believe they let people start growing a month and a half or two months before it came legal in Oklahoma. And they had, like, hundreds of pounds of marijuana day one. And I was like, there's just no way. I mean, it takes eight weeks. Sooner stay, baby. Sooner <laughs> stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just pulling magical things. And that's all fine and dandy. But, let's, you know, it's just just be honest. It's, it's the truth. USPS yeah it's a beautiful thing and <laughs> it's literally i mean a lot of stuff we were growing in colorado i've heard of it out here
0: mm-hmm.
2: so i'm saying i don't know what oh, do you absolutely
0: mean? but it was tested here
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. it was tested in oklahoma After
0: august of Ironically, 2019 those
2: same guys were like hey mike you should just go to oklahoma and i was like you're crazy and he was like i don't think so look at this website look at these strains look just like yours and i was like man I should go out to Oklahoma. And yeah, that was kind of one of the parts. Interesting. Interesting.
0: A lot of things have happened in two years, but with metric, I mean, it really is getting dialed in more and that we all just got that. That's the big news this week in cannabis that OMA dropped the metric email officially and it's officially coming. And we're, we all are, buttoning up our shirts and getting more in line and more together. Metric is the um, reporting system, software system that every grower processor and dispensary reports to every month. And it's changing. OMA is changing software companies from who they're using now to metric and metric is a more seed to sale a better tracking system so that there isn't as much um, black market possible. Okay, so,
1: so we're, we're thumbs up on this.
2: So how yeah. I was told about metric pretty much is I had it explained to me. It was that we have seed to cells for our businesses that work for us, and they do the best they can for us. The state also needed that, and our seed to cells work for us. They don't work for the state. So the state pretty much hired metric, to be their seed to sell, but they're not really user-friendly towards the people that's actually using it. And I heard the actual system metric was this so unuser friendly that it was still better to use your own seed to sell and have it interact with metric. Speculation. I haven't actually used it myself. That's just how I explained it about it to me. Okay. And I think it will help with regulation. And I think it will help weed out a lot of these uh, grows, dispensaries, processes, and even testing labs that aren't doing things quite right. Um so I hope everybody's prepared for that and I hope you got your money right.
3: Monthly reports.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Ding ding ding.
0: Metric is much more inventory focused. It focuses a lot on your daily inventory tracking everything all the time so that things don't get lost, stolen.
1: That would definitely gone. that will definitely weed out, right? The the You're you're absolutely right. If you're not keeping track of that, that will weed out quite a few people.
2: We're hoping these seed to sells give us like a day or two because there's always little mistakes that happen, especially with the growers that aren't so familiar with our seed to sells. They make little mistakes all yes. the time. And it's, you know, it's one plant. But I'm like, man, metric hits. We can't be having this. You guys are going <laughs> to need to step it up. You got me scared.
0: Everyone's stressing.
2: Everybody's scared.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, interesting curveball to the journey. <laughs> Very interesting, all right, where do people find you guys on social
2: uh on Instagram and the same thing on
4: facebook yeah, you can find me at exclusive exchange seven ten and exclusive exchange underscore no exclusive underscore exchange underscore okay
1: all right
2: you know Instagram likes to shut down accounts you gotta keep changing the name
1: <laughs>
0: okay. followed them all <laughs> yes. You can find Cush Dispensary at 1711 East Skelly Drive from 10 to 10, seven days a week. We have happy hour from 10 to noon. Everything's 20% off. And then you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, Cush Dispensary Tulsa.
3: What's well, a good phone number, Katie.
0: You can call us at 918-742-5874.
3: Cush, you mean? 918-742-KUSH. Kush. Jeez, we got that number for a reason. Kush. Okay, guys, uh, where can we find your Sugar Black Rose? Kush dispensary. There yo. you already
2: know.
1: Thank you, guys. It was a great smoke. I very enjoyed
2: it. Thanks for having us on.
0: It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life.